Hello there, episode 91 of Regular Features, coming at you, brother. Can you Irish? I don't know. He <laughs> was being a gangster rapper. That, whatever happened to you in that hospital, Gav, it's changed you in ways I'm not ready to accept yet. Uh, yeah, I'm back. Oh, they, let, they let me out. Does anyone know Day he's been release. gone, really? I mean, was, it, was, there a, was there mention of it last week? No, it wasn't, was there? We're, we're talking about him being back, but was he ever gone? He well, was, we, he was gone. Matt, do you listen to this podcast? Because we had an interloper last well, no, week. We was... had our first ever landmark guest episode, and you're oblivious, like Gav... the wolf. I mean, I know Gav had like a bit of a problem with his throat, but everything was... I don't... What? Are you seriously saying that Joe Scrabble's feature, I'm not actually Gav Murphy, <laughs> you thought was meta-satire, meta... Meta not being Gav? I, I think don't it was remember. me. I thought it was you. It was wow! I thought it was you doing, doing a really, accent. really good impression of Joe Scribbles whilst pretending to be Joe Scribbles in an elaborate ruse to, to trick me. me into thinking that you were Joe Scribbles. No, it was definitely not me. I can't believe it. Imagine Dustin else. Hoffman dressed as Tootsie trying to pass as a man in the game park. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how close it's you are. It's ridiculous. <laughs> we have a live podcast on the horizon. And it's not that distant a horizon. No, it's actually, not. we've been quite tardy. Mm. Yes, but, but um, uh, we've just found a venue. We did it as fast as possible mm. um, in terms of because loading bars moved to Dalston and ain't no fucker going to get to Dalston. Well, we should say, actually, because I was at loading bar this morning, that they are a nice bunch. But oh, they're we, lovely. We did, we did feel like, I feel like maybe they'll be disappointed, but at the same time, I think because so many people come in to London from outside of London if you're in London it's, it's, adding, an ex, it's adding an extra leg to your journey well, that I might know. Yeah. fluster and flummox you so we do have quite a lot of northerners coming down and if you say to people Dalston their head will probably explode the thing is yeah there's I mean, a, bu- every time, it's a bus yeah. yeah every time I've had anyone come and visit me in London if they have had to get off the tube and get on a bus they've invariably ended up in like Cockfosters. Having letters above bus stops really works, though. I it don't does. know when they introduced that, but I love it. Yeah. I love having letters above my bus you stops. You said that a lot recently, and it's like they've had letters above bus bus stop for ages. I've never Sorry known. if I bang on about letters above <laughs> bus stops. <laughs> I've never you known bus stops not to have letters above. Them. Precisely. They, I mean, I don't know what era log is harking back to it. Well, maybe it's since I started using apps that told me to look for a certain letter. That's uh, the thing. I mean, because those maps that are in the bus stops, this is a very interesting conversation in case, in case um, anyone's overhearing this, in case we're recording it and it's for a fucking show, <laughs> and I'm forgetting to make the conversation interesting. Shall we move on? Yeah. Live episode number three. It's not like, as someone pointed out on Twitter, it's not our 100th episode. Oh no. Which would be five weeks after it. Unless, of course, we do some sort of cheat where we in the run-up to it, release five episodes in a week that are all about five minutes long. Mm. That would be slightly cheap. What we've got is 95. That has an inbuilt nine-to-five pun in it. I'm going to be Dolly Parton, because I'm parting (coughs) and moving to Nottingham. That, you ran with that and it My worked. fucking hell, that actually did work. I was like watching Eminem at the end of 8 Mile and it's like, there's no way he's going to be able to keep up this rap. There's no way he's going to keep up this rap. No, he did it. <laughs> but yeah, live podcast number three. It's 21st of June, right? Yeah, 21st of June. Hang on, when's this podcast coming out? It's less than a month. But why are you listening to this podcast? There'll be less than a month. And already 12 tickets have been sold. I don't want to, you know, obviously, shit on our parade for the things, but two of those have been bought by people who have bought tickets to other ones and they're just not bothered showing up. 
Oh, well, it's nice that the show One of those Johnny Chiodini, he got in trouble. He and did get Chiodini. <laughs> he's a fucking living scumbag. Yeah, mind you, I did see him the other day, and he says he's been listening to it in the bath, and it's like we're there in the bath with him. So, hello, Johnny, if you're in the bath. In the or bath, anyone else, actually, if you're in the bath now, just imagine that we're there, just nestled up with you. I'll be um, to the right of your right thigh. You know that scene in Hedwig and the Angry Inch where she walks into the guy in the bath and just wanks him off in three seconds flat? That's us. That's, that's, that's us. That's our collective, comically oversized <laughs> fist wanking your nub of a dick off, Giardini. <laughs> Or anyone, or anyone that's in the bath. Or anyone. I don't, um, want to, I don't want to make exclusive that just in case anyone else is in the bath and wants to be togged off by a trifecta yeah. of man. Oof. Do you listen to regular features in a funny place? Let us know. <laughs> <laughs> um, do, oh, that reminds me. Oh. Sorry, if you have sent in a voicemail, I've been promising to put them on the podcast for the last five or six episodes. That's got to be something for the live one, surely. We can, we're going to be playing them. Yes, Gav. <laughs> I tried to run with it, but it was too busy as fresh thoughts in my brain for me to pretend. Uh, yes, we'll play them at the live show. Awesome. That'd be so, a nice so start little, sending them in. That'd be, a nice, that'd be a nice little sort of feature we can have like running throughout the world. So if you send in a good one, chances are we'll play it out. <laughs> Just read it out. There's been a couple of nicely musical ones. One person's yeah. actually wrote in and did a full guitar serenade. Nothing short of a serenade. Wow. Serious. Yeah, there's, there's some stuff. I put it on the Dropbox, but clearly you cunts don't care. I can't, it won't let me into the Dropbox. <laughs> I said this. It won't let me into Dropbox. I, I, it wants me, Dropbox wants me to give them some money and yeah, they can fuck enough. off. So, goodbye Dropbox. It's quite expensive Dropbox. Is. Anyway, 21st of June. In the bus territory again, you've got to stop doing this. 21st of June at the Theodore Bullfrog. The Theodore Bullfrog. That's it's mad, that name. There's only, probably only one of them in London though. <laughs> at least you can't miss the wrong one. And it, but it's just by Charing Cross. If you get off at Charing Cross, it's reap close to that. Just look it up on your mobile phone. How much are tickets? Five pounds plus 95 pence. Booking free. Booking free? No. No, 95 no. p actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We covered that. <laughs> but um, all that, that money will be used for props and stuff that we'll be spending back on you and the rest of the money that we don't spend will be going behind the bar so you can drink it if you get there early enough so yeah, there's an incentive for to, you you're going to have to get there early but it is on a, it's on a Saturday right? It's on yeah. a Saturday so it means you've got no excuse about having to work unless you work on the weekend in which case uh, you maybe just we'll, maybe we'll spend all the, all the money that's behind the bar instead of just putting it behind the bar buying I don't know just tequila for everyone so everyone gets a tequila that's not oh, a that's a idea. nice idea yeah, because yeah. then we could go around and yeah we just have to work something out with the pub have you had a tequila yes you have sit down and listen to the podcast then I'm oh. also terrified because uh, my new girlfriend said oh I'll definitely come it's going to be amazing oh, yeah, do you yeah, mind for being a friend and I was like yeah you can have I met them like who they <laughs> no. I, I was terrified of the last one because I'm like Stuart my boyfriend came to that and I was like oh I'm not like this with you yeah I was a bit like that because my girlfriend came to the first one didn't she Lots yeah she, she, hated the, she hated the pussy pals didn't she she, she wasn't keen on the pussy pals feature, no. uh, she's, she's quite a, a, a reasonably hardcore feminist and she didn't like that um, in a way yeah, she, <laughs> she had a point, but it, I think it was a misunderstanding. But yeah, anyway, that's we, we're verging into bus dropbox. More buses, I think. Here, so. Bus dropbox feminism. I'll tell you it's the new game of how to talk about boring things. <laughs> so twenty first of June, five pound for a ticket plus ninety five booking fee. That's nothing to do with us. Uh, Theodore Bullfrog Charing Cross. Everyone should come. Be there or don't, but do. Yes, Definitely. the important final proviso. How do they buy tickets? That's another thing. Just Google. Fuck me, we were shit. 
Just Google Eventbrite regular features. I think it's regularfeatures.eventbrite.co.uk. <laughs> we should say as well, we didn't find this venue. Is it? Yeah, yeah it is, yeah. It's regularfeatures.eventbrite.co.uk. We didn't even find this no, venue. Yeah, special thanks to Indigo Pro PR um, <laughs> yeah. for basically d- helping us find the venue. We had to do a PR company. Yeah, but they're pretty lovely. Yeah, and they are. They, honestly, thank you very much. So that's a PR company who normally work for big shop clients <laughs> yeah. who actually worked for us because... They like us. Which is very lovely. They PR like Eurogamer Expo and stuff like that. So they've gone from organising Eurogamer Expo, which is this fucking worldwide giant thing. Let's be honest, we all know that Regular Features Live is is going to overtake Eurogamer Expo in a couple couple of years. I've seen the two trajectories. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) I mean, they're going down, we're going up. They can only end one way, frankly. Um, But yeah, thank you for that. So thank you, Indigo Pearl. If you are a company in need of PR, use Indigo Pearl. (laughs) Who's listening to us that's going, shit, I need some fucking PR. (laughs) We need to get kickback on this, like Green Man Gaming. (laughs) Like, ring up Indigo Pearl and be like, can you put a forward slash regular feature so anyone comes to you needing PR, we get some money on it, please. (laughs) I don't even know. I don't even feature. know if they'll thank us for that. Yeah. <laughs> Mention regular features when you call up Indigo Pearl and they'll give you 50% off <laughs> your bill. <laughs> they told me they would. They have to now. Indigo Pearl are in no way affiliated with and will not offer you 50% off your bill if you quote regular features. Hi, I'm the monolith from 2001, A Space Odyssey. And I've got a bone to pick with you. Why aren't you listening to the Regular Features Podcast? Let's have a Matt's teaser feature. Whoa, what's a teaser feature? Well, I, I've been doing something quite exciting recently, but I don't want to tell you too much about it because it will spoil something else, which is probably going to be worth seeing. Um, so one of the things I we've started doing a bit with uh, Shut Up and Sit Down, which is the board game website I work for, is do they do a podcast as well? They do. Are you have so another podcast on our podcast? No, 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 no. you. How many podcasts do you actually do, Matt? I do way too many, <laughs> actually. I I just signed up to start doing like a, a bi-weekly meetup with a Star Wars pen and paper RPG, and I, I was like, it has to be once every two weeks because I already record like two weekly podcasts, and I don't. I'm worried if I if I start doing any more weekly evening commitments, you I will mean, not have is. anything anymore. I will not exist outside of. That world out of that, I must say that Star Trek film and paper podcast sounds gripping. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not Star Trek actually, it's Star Wars. Oh. No. Like, like there's a difference. Just not honestly, that sounds really I've not played it, but I've heard really good things. It has um they've they've reworked the new the rules for the it's like a new version of the pen and paper RPG. Can you be a dancer like you could be in Star Wars yeah, Galaxies? Yeah. What one of the nice things about it, right, is the only thing I know about it in fact that kind of sold me on it is the fact that rather than being like you still like do rolls, dice rolls and that stuff, but it's more like in, in keeping with the whole Star Wars thing, it'll be things like instead of having a really good laser pistol that you've upgraded and stuff and bought loads of money on it, you'd be like, give me a kiss for good luck. <laughs> and then that will like, actually have like, or like, you know, when you, when you do that, things, that's, that's one to your funny, looks. Yeah. yeah, like when you do things that are like kind of a bit cheesy and heroic, then they actually like, they will make yeah. what happens afterwards happen better. Like, yeah. And I just really like that idea of, of having a kind of like, encouraging you to like have cool one-liners and stuff because it won't just be a cool moment. It will be like, if you think of a cool thing to say first, it will like make what you do more likely to work. So what do you do yeah. if you're a Wookiee? Just... Yeah, I suppose. 
I mean, limited I mean, scope to role well, play. I don't, know, I, I don't know much about it. I was just sort of intrigued by that. No, it's okay. I've, n- I've never played a pen and paper RPG. I have to say, um, they're quite so good fun. I've never played one properly. I really want to. Mm. Well, you know, you very quick to slag it off for a man who wants to Star Wars. You want to go? I know. Oh, it's easy to chuck rocks on the outside, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> easy and really fun. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's loads of fun. Your, your position of ignorance is the best place to chuck rocks. It's from. so easy. It's so much fun. <laughs> but one of the things we have been getting into, and you'll love chucking rocks if you enjoyed that, is um, it's sort of more like almost like 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 theatre based things that are like games as well. And one of the things we did, we went along to this mega game thing on the weekend. And basically these guys who've been doing these mega games have been doing it for like 30 years. So a lot of them are like old dudes, to be honest, a lot of my like 50s and stuff. But the idea is it's like a, a, a cross between a kind of, it's like a traditional game where you have like rules and elements and stuff, but they're quite basic. But mm-hmm. most of it is just like role playing. But we did one that was basically themed on XCOM. And obviously if you remember from a couple of episodes ago, whatever, we did a kind of XCOM like mini game thing but this yeah. one was just it was the thing that broke the spell from Helmer wasn't it it was like yes. let's, we're going to draw the line at Helmer XCOM is the next thing <laughs> what does Helmer hate more than anything aliens <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah I mean it was stunning and uh, I was the Prime Minister of Japan how many people were there? must have been about 30 or 40 but it was just wonderful because another guy was like our foreign minister who's going to UN meetings another guy was um our military officer and somebody else was our head of science and it was like I wasn't actually role playing a character did people end up having ketamine parties like the Lidenauer version <laughs> <laughs> no weirdly Ugh. there weren't any ketamine parties it sounds like, like I used to do model UN like quite hardcore <clears throat> and it sounds a little bit like that but imagine that but <clears throat> sorry I'm losing my voice imagine that but every half hour is a new turn yeah. and like two weeks have passed and new things happen Absolutely. so you're doing like UN shit of being like okay um like we've got an aid crisis here because there's been a tsunami right? and then the UN is sitting around talking about their, this tsunami and yet all of the UN members know so yeah you've got the UN having meetings about like an aid crisis in Africa and there's been a tsunami off the coast of Japan and yeah. what are you going to do and then they're all talking about like traditional stuff like well we could send aid here and stuff and we could do this and well you know maybe we could relax the border controls here so that Chinese fleets can come through and help and all these things but then all of the UN know that actually aliens have just been sighted on several locations around the world. But to begin with, they're not talking about it because no one wants to be the one. And apparently in the first UN meeting, I wasn't in it because that's what's wonderful. It was in a separate room to me. Yeah. All the UN are going... So no one knew it was XCOM themed at the beginning of this game? Well, no, everyone did, but everyone was playing the role and the initial thing is like... That's you're, awesome. You're not really supposed to... No, but so everyone, no one wants to talk about it because it, like, I think the our UN representative, Paul, yeah. was like, but what about the other thing? And everyone's going, what? Other thing because the idea is that all the countries, none of the other countries know that UFOs have been appearing in other countries, and so they don't want to talk about it yet because it's like you kind of have to get in that mindset of being like your Here's country comes first, yeah, 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 and maybe your allies, but generally you keep your information to yourself because you don't know what's going on, and it's yeah. all it was basically an information game, and there was a lot of misinformation, and the thing that really made it was one of the people going around was um was a journalist and this woman was coming around basically like she'd come around and ask you for questions was she, a, for... was she a player or was yeah. she just one of these like if you go to a murder mystery weekend and there's there's people who have their roles that are paid for by the company no it's all pretty lo-fi but it was all done in a, in a town hall so like if you looked at it it looked kind of rubbish but it didn't matter because we were so yeah, into yeah. it she was just one of the people doing the roles oh, and wow. you can just sign up to be a journalist for day which means you go around saying what do you say about reports to this and I remember at one point they came around and say uh, 
Prime Minister, like, what, what do you say to reports that you're in cohorts with the aliens and have been accepting technology from them in exchange for information? I was just like, it's patently false. And I was like, who, who, who made this accusation? She's like, I'm afraid I can't tell you. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, what? Oh, that's what I used to Model UN, just yeah. like notes to the international press. Just be Mo- like, Model U- oh, Model UN, yeah, that yeah, game. Yeah. God, sorry. Um, like, said notes to the international press and be like, yeah, I saw Brazil around uh, the back with uh, UNICEF. Well, that's <laughs> Brendan. <laughs> <laughs> Don't want to get any controversial, <laughs> yeah. but they were totally making out. And then you just see it come up on the big screen where the international press have gone, oh, I'll publish that. And it'll come up on a big telly. <laughs> oh, does that happen? Yeah, it was if there's a telly in the live podcast show, we've got to sort out <laughs> sort of where people can tweet shit to the telly behind us. Oh, yeah. That can't be that hard. Can't it? Everyone fucking does it these days. Yeah. yeah. With, I did it with Instagram stuff, and like oh, yeah. it did involve my mum seeing one of my friend's penises quite early on into the night. <laughs> But yeah, that's just cool. That's, that's, that's how fine. You, that's how you kick shit off. That's it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> my mum was ravenous the rest of the night. <laughs> she was on all fours. <laughs> anyway, anyway, back to um, OXM, XCOM. Basically, what was lovely about it was it wasn't like I kind of expected it. I didn't know what I expected, but it was just the fact that it was very much like alien invasion. You're a government. How's that going to pan that pan out? Yeah, and it was just amazing. It was so intense. It was just. And there was a wonderful point early on when we realised that we wanted to make a press release about something before anyone else did it. And we were like, if we if we make this press release before anyone else, then it will like be, it was basically damage limitation. And there was a moment where it was just like it was unbelievably like the thick of it and we didn't realise until we would like halfway through it. We won't try there were so many things that were like just like like there were times which felt properly West Wing, there were other times that felt properly thick of it, and then we, we didn't realise until we were doing them. This is like this is insane. Like we weren't trying to emulate anything, but it was this thing of I had five minutes before the end of the turn. I needed to file this. If I could email this press release to the journalist, then they would print it in the today's edition of the newspaper. <clears throat> but if I didn't, then we wouldn't get it in until the next edition. Yeah. And so I was there going ah on my phone, just desperately tapping out this press release, trying to write something really good, and it was just like. And I mean, there was another moment early on when I was like, the trick with the, I said, the trick with the media is that just don't, just don't answer the questions, be very vague, just say, I don't know what you're talking about. That's that amazing thing where you get someone repeating the same answer to 10 different questions. Yeah. Like you had with like that, I've forgotten. The, Ed Miliband. It was Ed Miliband or something. It was just classic madness. Yeah. But I was like, I'll be fine. And then right early on, we had some, in the first round, we had some intel that there was unusual activity <coughs> in Iran and India. Right, and that was the, the only intel. It's always got. those guys, isn't it? <laughs> but then the, the journalist asked me the question. Off. I would have got it day one. And be like, "Damn!" <laughs> it was right at the start of the game, right? And the journalist comes over to me and she says, "Like, oh, how, how's things going with Japan? Has it been a good year?" And I said, "It's been a very prosperous year for Japan. You know, we've got some great industry growth." Very happy. Another exciting year out of us. She says, great, anything else? It's part of you that disgusts me, because you are a born PR man. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> but he is walking around with his fingers, like, pulling his eyes like, tight at the same time. So, yeah, so he's not that good at PR. Yeah. No, basically. And then afterwards, and then she said, oh, okay, cool, amazing. Anything else? And I said, um, oh, yeah, you know, we're obviously uh, quite concerned that we've heard rumours about a situation in Iran. And obviously we will be talking to our uh, military allies in the United States about what to do. Not that we will be taking military action, we just feel that we maybe need to discuss that situation and discover the truth behind it. And then she was like, okay, thank you very much, goodbye. <laughs> and I was just sitting there going, oh, my God. what, why? <laughs> and I was literally just like turning for those graphs and was like, 
why is it? Why is nobody in there? I think I think Brendan was sat opposite me, just looking at me as if to go, "What are you doing?" And I just kept looking at him, going, "I don't know," but I couldn't stop. I was it was rolling out my mouth, and I was like, "She's just scribbling for you." I was just was she? Were you giving yourself away? Were you like being a proper UK asshole, just giving away how you actually feel? No, no, I was just. It was the fact that the only at this point that no one in the world had any idea that aliens were a thing. Yeah, it was the first round, and all he'd been given was intel that there was something unusual happening in Iran, and Mm. I just said that to a journalist and said and basically hinted that there was a problem in Iran and me and America might be taking military <clears> action. <throat> and then I was just like, oh my God. And I had this moment where the only thing I could do was try and find Paul, who was in the UN, who was after the first meeting. Paul, who didn't like Wolfenstein much. <laughs> no. <laughs> and I, I basically, I was like, where is he? Where's Paul? Where's Paul? And I had to get Paul's number off someone call up Paul on the phone and when he was in the UN meeting in a separate room and just say, you need to bring up Iran. You need to bring up Iran and that we have to do something in Iran. Like, I had to, I didn't, it was that thing of like, I'd created a story about a narrative and it, it was just so thick of it, of being like, we've said it, that we're going to do something about it. So now you have to bring it up. Like, so even if nothing happens, we need to make it look as if, because why, why would I have told the media that this was an important thing if we weren't then going to do something about it, and, and you, you, don't, you nobody knew else knew anything about it, I know. So the information wasn't out there. So it just it just came across as utter insanity. But it just matters that is like you're trusting that a whole room full of people playing a role playing game will act like the press. I mean, would that journalist woman have done something that could have actually put you in jeopardy? Were you running around flustering because you wanted to be in the thick of it? No. Or were you just... No, was, was there something they could have done that would have affected you? No, yeah, of course, it did matter because there was okay. actually, as the game progressed, there were actually quite a lot of things written about us in the papers which weren't true, which just generally put us in a really bad position because basically it was a lot of mis- misinformation and a lot of purposefully misinformed articles being printed which were making us look really tenuous. And, yeah, I mean... At one point, another country was, we found out in retrospect, and there's no way we could have known this, but at one point, another country was actually thinking about destroying us as a country because they didn't trust us. So, yeah, so there wasn't any direct outcome, but at one point, a country was thinking about nuking us because they they distrusted us that much. What would happen if they nuked you? I don't know. (laughs) We might have just been out. Um, That'd have got... Punched in the dick and left. <laughs> but yeah, I, I won't like talk about any more of the details. But it's—I I know it sounds dumb, but it, we honestly weren't. At first, we were like, "Oh, this is fun." We're like pretending and stuff, but we got into it so quickly that I—it's one of the most intense things I've ever done. At times in there, I was shaking. Was it even more intense at that time? You were in a black and white flashing room, getting kissed or nearly kissed by a woman with blood eyes. Oh, it was like, probably more intense actually. Oh. There was a point at which I made a, a release to the world and I had to stand up and I, I made a, I made a speech well, to the world. Yeah. <laughs> just chuck one out over the UN. Took a shit on the US. <laughs> so, yeah, fair play. That's that's more intense than having a kiss. I'll give you that. Yeah, this is something we should do as a podcast. Oh no, you should go should definitely come along to yeah. the next one. There's there's one um, I mean we might end up going and filming another one. Um, but you guys should definitely like even if you just come along and be like in, in it, it yeah. as other characters because like there's it's awesome it's really really good and I recommend checking it out it's called Mega Games uh, but yeah I think the video uh, I'm not editing it thankfully because my god it was like a lot of filming but I think it should be up on Shut Up and Sit Down this this Friday and I would recommend watching because I don't want to say anything else because that's so tomorrow much happens to you the reader that is tomorrow is it tomorrow yeah well this comes out on Thursday oh, yeah, doesn't it it does it, it was amazing. 
Mm. Um, and I, I might talk about it again in some aspects in the future, but for now I'll leave it. And you just you should watch the video because it's it's going to be. I'm really excited about watching it. It's we'll put a link to it in the show notes. I've heard of the podcast say that. We won't be doing it. <laughs> we, we won't be doing that. I say that all the time. Oh, we'll put, we'll put the pictures up. We'll put a link up. We'll I forget. Out. I Never forget. Do that. <laughs> we do anything. It's nice to say it, though, isn't it? Yeah. It's, yeah. It feels good to say it. Just to remind people that there's a world outside our, our voices yeah. that, that they could click on, maybe. Regular features. Regular features. What is the feature coming next? Let's just see. I've got a spooky feature about a bad mother. Well, I say she's a bad mother. I'll leave that up to you. Like, I think she's a bad is mother. She a, like, a fucking idiot. Is she a poor parent or a bad mother? <laughs> is she a bad... <laughs> Shut your mouth! <laughs> oh, man. Oh, uh, bad mother. I haven't watched any porn in ages, actually. You, got, you just made me vent something in my head. Karen. I mean, I've got into... Uh, I don't know what it stands for. Maybe you can help me. <laughs> yeah, I'm, what, I'm great at this game. What does CFNM stand for? Come fuck f- f- Fanny now. No, that's not. Well, hang on. What was the letters again? I didn't. C F N M. I can't say come fuck again, can I? Come farts. Come farts. Come farts. No monsters. No. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay. If it is, there's no monsters in this video, so that could be right. And there's gotcha. no, actually, there's no come. Um, it's just it's basically like four. It's like caffeine free, but with come. <laughs> I'm just I'm gonna, decaf. Decom. I'm gonna. De- I'm a decompo. Clothe female naked male blog. What? Oh, forget the blog. <laughs> clothe, clothe female naked male. So that's what I've been watching. Uh, which is like. Okay, so that's the opposite of porn normally then. Yeah, so it's the just. The idea like, that a man walks in the suit naked and there's a man woman there. wearing clothes. Hear me out. <laughs> no, let's continue. Let's continue. <laughs> because it's like four women and they sit around um, jerking a guy off. That's what I've been watching. <laughs> But they're I say hear me out as if you're going to have more than that to say. <laughs> no, guys, seriously, hear me out. Four women joke off a guy. It's very intricate. What do you expect you understand? Um. But are the women wearing clothes? Yes, clothes. Clothes women. Yeah. Clothes female, naked male. What do you not understand? So that's, that's great. I wasn't expecting four women, for starters. So yeah, that's, exactly. That See? Is, so I have. That, you bombed yeah. me a googly with the sheer overwhelming numbers of women. <laughs> I mean, you can't get eight hands around one dick. Sometimes it's three. The one that I, the one I watched today was three. And added bonus, I quite like it when it's like English speaking, uh, like English accents. Yeah. Uh, it was two Welsh people and an English person. It was fucking brilliant. Are you slightly more fluid in your sexuality than I am? Because like you are watching clothed women wank off a naked bloke. Yeah, but it, it's, are you imagining you're the bloke in that situation? I guess so. I don't know. Okay. They're pretty mean to him, so I think that that is what I'm into. So that's oh, someone's been a bit like yeah, yeah, yeah. They're well, not just being like oh, you're a dick. Well, no, shut up. I'm not going to wank that stumpy little finger off. Some, <laughs> sometimes they're some. This is the thing. Sometimes they are mean to him. Other times they just don't acknowledge him at all. So maybe that's what I'm into. How's that possible? Oh. It's really difficult to wank someone off if you're not really acknowledge them. At all. <laughs> no, but they don't. They, they, they just never. happen to be like. Angrily. No, but they talk about it like methodically, as if they're like doctors going about. Oh yes, I like how this one uh, comes out, and I like the the balls on this one. Oh I, right, I like it when I put it into my mouth. So it's, it's not like the waiter at a Sex and the City brunch has just stood there with his dick out, and they they're having a chat about. Oh no 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 no, this, no, no, no. this new groovy. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> We've got to cut We've in got Steve's. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, no, anyway, no. little. I don't know how the fuck we started talking I, about All I did, I just mentioned... I had is your feature about this? No, nothing at all about this. 
<laughs> well, can you change it and make it about it right now? Yeah, can you just save that feature and just talk about this? I don't know why else. There's nothing else I can say about it. Well, you, I, mean, I don't know. Like you've said, you've said a lot already. Exactly. I mean, I don't, I don't understand. Like you've I mean, said too much. This the weird scientific thing about it, like this detached penis. What is this strange thing? It is like a a, a meaty baton with a couple of no. We're talking bites. about it as if it's like a science experiment. Uh, what, what's the out? I mean, have they done it before? Or they got. <laughs> I was about to say, I never. I genuinely didn't get up to the end of it. Have you tried <laughs> slipping your tongue between the meters and the foreskin? <laughs> no, Sandra, not like that. <laughs> no, this is funny. I'm going to do this. Um, <laughs> uh, this is a bunch of uh, Facebook posts from someone. Uh, in Wales, who a friend of mine we went to school with, basically. So it's, it's just, uh, like I've done one before from someone that I know who keeps posting up questions about her children, uh, and this is a similar one, but it's <laughs> is blue the right colour? <laughs> this is, I mean, this is another level, I think. Um, so Jem Hicks posts up, posts up on, oh, I probably should say name, say it now, doesn't matter. <laughs> posts up on her Facebook, four thirty Friday morning. Chatel, I assume she meant to say Chantel, but spelled her own kid's fucking name wrong. Unless Chatel is a name, I don't know. Chatel is a great name. It's one of the feminine, the most feminine way you can refer to shit. I'm gonna squeeze that little Chatel. Ain't she a Friday morning, Chatel was ill, so I changed her bed, then put her back into her own bed. Five minutes later, she calls me and says, Mammy, someone is by my door, so I ignore her. So I ignore her. There's no uh, punctuation in this at all. So I ignore her. Hello, I'm, I'm a consummate professional, yeah. of course. You must understand. This is the Facebook post. There's very little punctuation. Tonight, out of the blue, she tells me it was a little girl that goes into her bedroom and goes into her cupboards. Doesn't speak to Chantel. Not Chantel. Uh, what the fuck is my child seeing? Because it's freaking me out now. Ghosts. Three people like this. <laughs> Three people like this. I, I like those people. Whenever I see anything like that on Facebook, I don't see much of it anymore. I, I love to live. Yeah. Occasionally, when I see people I don't like very much, it doesn't happen much because I've hidden them all. Yeah. I'm just so tempted when they post something that, that clearly isn't the sort of thing you're supposed to like. Just, yeah. like, yeah. just walk away and hope that somebody's going to be like, you monster. I couldn't. This is the thing. I'm, she's not friends with me. She's friends with a friend of mine. So, he, so I, I, I wasn't able to reply. I hate that when you can't get involved yeah. with those things. Um, because, I mean, I would love to get involved with uh, this. But it, it's good by itself, even without my sticky tendrils in it. Um, <laughs> Zara Jane Griffiths replies... Apparently, children can see ghosts even if we can't hunt. Oh. So maybe it's a ghost of a little girl she's seeing. Kiss, kiss. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe it's her own ghost she's seeing. Maybe, maybe your daughter's already dead. You're dead. The thing I like about it, <laughs> as uh, my friend points out, is just, just the, yeah. Apparently, children see ghosts. Deal with it. Yeah, that's it. Uh, uh, are you stupid or what? Yeah. <laughs> She'll probably grab it. She so doesn't. They're like dogs. You know when dogs woof and you're going. What the fuck is a dog's problem? It's a ghost. Yeah. Kids have got that and all. <laughs> Fucking just chill out. Let the dog have his bark at a ghost. Yeah. But I, I do like the sort of critical thinking. Apparently children can see ghosts, even if we can't. So maybe it's a ghost of a little girl you see it. Well, yeah, it would be a ghost of a little girl, isn't it? Because it's a little girl. <laughs> it's a ghost of a uh, man <clears throat> pretending to be a little girl. I'll start thinking about ghost stories now. It's, 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 She's sort of like hallucinating. Oh, did I do a little wet noise there? Right? Hallucinating. Yeah. She's like, oh, oh, oh. Have you got a ghost of a little girl stuck in there? Yeah, I'm sorry. I really shouldn't have done that before I came out. <laughs> the mother then replies, Jem Hicks, 
It's proper freaking me out here. If it hurts her, I'm moving out to a church hand. Kiss. <laughs> what does that even I mean? mean? I think she assumes that like churches provide protection from ghosts. <laughs> from which, ghosts. Is, which is really the kind of plot development you get in very some part. That doesn't make any sense though. That's well, so all the ghosts go. The, ghost. the ghosts would wait outside the church yeah. for you. They'd yeah. know where you are. <laughs> yeah. Beverly Baker, we've got a new one coming in. Ghosts can't hurt you, but yeah, kids see ghosts when we can't. <laughs> <laughs> I like what the they, fuck is this world in which no one says it's you're all talking bullshit is it possible that she's making it up and she is she's all the part participants in this conversation no she's oh, she's catfishing no 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 I, I meant like somebody should post it like you know is it possible that your oh, daughter's just either dreaming she's going to bed yeah. or she's, be making it up she's yeah. ill that's, you kind of do hallucinate a little bit. She's sick in the head, Jen. <laughs> you need to put that. <laughs> and that's and that's oh, that'd be amazing. That's the story, isn't it? The, She's the, a cretin. The kid, the kid gets <laughs> the kid gets put down, and then it turns out that actually it was the ghost of the kid. She's died, slow, yeah. Jen. She's slow. Fucking <laughs> 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 Welsh accent. I don't know why you're talking about this. <laughs> um, but yeah, Beverly Baker says ghosts can't hurt you, but yeah, kids see ghosts and we can't kiss. Jen Hickson's back. Wonder who it is. Mm. <laughs> well, why don't you all speculate? <laughs> I'm sure you're about to. Have you de- oh, come on. I'd love somebody that's been there. Have you seen the orphanage? <laughs> Perhaps it was a little girl with an engorged clitty who just came back to warn <laughs> oh, of engorged clits. <laughs> Beverly Baker. Do some reaches on the house. Might be someone who used to live there. <laughs> I mean, if you, yeah, if you want. I mean, yeah. Um, <laughs> did, did anyone die in the cupboard? Is a good question. <laughs> she saw it in the cupboard. Did it, has anyone died in the cupboard? I don't know. Are, are, are you continuing to. You're not still trying to ruin orphanage for the for seven people in the world who no, haven't I'm seen not. it? I'm <laughs> not. I didn't. I don't remember it. wasn't even a cupboard. Anyway. I don't remember it. Oh, but it was something. Is that what you're saying? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Stop making it. Stop you're ruining it. You're ruining the orphanage. You've just ruined it, dog. <clears throat> You've ruined it for everyone. So we left Beverly, so, so Beverly reckons we should do some research on the house, find out who used to live there. Jem Hicks says, could do, where do I start, hun? Or go to a sickic, if that's the way you spell it, lol. No, it's not the way you spell it. If that was the way you spell it, he wouldn't have said it like that. Why are you still friends with, or like, friends with friends of so many idiots, Gav? Because... I don't see but anything. Because of this. Because oh, this, I, I do it just for this. Like, there's a group of friends of ours, like, from school, and that's all we do is constantly post pictures of things that people have said and, <laughs> and people have done. Like, uh, before this, someone just posted, someone posted up, I think this is actually uh, Liam, a friend of mine, so I didn't go to school yet, but someone posted up, good time to buy property? As <laughs> a status on Facebook. Oh, man, if you, if you, if you put that, I have to have that as a status update. Like, you probably shouldn't be buying property. Like, if you think... I wonder if I should buy a house. Yeah. I don't know the best thing to do. I'll just ask on Facebook. Yeah, that's see that see that's got one like. That's the kind of stuff I love liking. Because <laughs> like, it's not helpful at all. <laughs> but uh, and yeah, someone else sent me an amazing one as well, which this is I think this is nobody that I actually know, this is people I think have just posted up anyway. But someone uh, posted up, can anyone tell me what type of eggs can I get my little boy if he is lack toast? And tolerant. <laughs> and, he and lacks weird. toast, but is tolerant. <laughs> and we're from. You want scrambled egg on toast? We lack toast, but he is tolerant, <laughs> so he might accept scrambled eggs on toast without the toast. So, what eggs are best for that? <laughs> scrambled toast on my via. There you go. Can we just give him eggs? <laughs> Which is that? I mean, that's a scary statement, that is, because not only one. I mean, like everything. A kid that's lactose intolerant, you don't know what that. 
One, you don't know what it is. One, you don't know what spelling. Three, you're asking Facebook how to fucking deal with your little child. Yeah. That's really scary, that. That is scary. Um, almost as scary as this woman who is entertaining the fact that there is a ghost. There's a ghost in her house. Did she reach any kind of like conclusion about how she was going to deal with it? Scott Twenty Kelly comes in to try and help her. Can me and my friends investigate in your home as we do ghost hunting? <laughs> he, he's your mate. <laughs> no, I swear to God. There will only be three of us, basically my bro and my friend, plus me, lol. Like, that's a guy who wants to go there and oh, get off with Jen. That's insane. <laughs> but that's, um, that's very... But he's clearly... Is he a teenager? He's joking. I don't know. Got, um, I, know I think if anyone's claiming to be a ghost buster, they're probably joking. As we do. I think it I might be know. a child, to be honest, looking at the picture. No, that's a picture of a child. But it's the fact it's three separate messages, that. That wasn't like one paragraph. It was like, he'd said, it would just be, he'd written it, saying, can we come and do a ghost investigation? And then being like, it'll only be three of us, my brother and my mate, and then, oh, obviously, pl- and then plus me. Oh. Like, it's like, if it was one message, I'd be like, that's trolling. But it's the fact that it's a three, it's almost like he's written the first one going, can we come out of your house and we do a ghost investigating? And I just thought, oh, oh I said we, weird. that's a plural. Plural needs like, clarification. I thought, I thought mm, maybe she's, what, what, no. And then be like, I bet. Yeah, well, it's just me and my brother, like, and my mate, like, not, not many I, of us. Like, we're not going to bring Egon round and fucking... I think, yeah. I, I think that's a joke. I, I, I thought, I assumed that was a joke because it was, it had the meter of a joke. Yeah. Uh, Anne-Marie Jewell comes in then. When you have children under the age of 12, physics, I'm, she means psychics here, can bring poltergeist ghosts with them. So be careful, hun. That's something you defo don't want. <laughs> and I think I spelled it wrong. A medium told my mum that. There's a lot of information in this from Anne-Marie Jewell, who's got one of the fucking minions from Despicable Me as a profile picture. Oh. That's something you defo don't want. I like the idea of being like, well, it turned out we didn't have a ghost originally, but then we brought a psychic into the home. That fucked And then you brought a poltergeist. Yeah. So now we've gone from not having a ghost to having a ghost that's fucking <laughs> chucking shit around. So like, why did you why did you call the poltergeist if you didn't have any ghosts? Just to be sure. And that's the worst thing. Because it, now we've got I a ghost. Of, I can kind of vaguely appreciate why people believe in ghosts, because it's like just having seen something mysterious have a weird feeling you know or mm. suddenly got very low blood sugar in the room and the lights flicker you sort of think oh that was odd yeah. but like poltergeists come on like <clears throat> if poltergeists existed there would be times where you'd just be in a room and suddenly you'd be like something would physically fly across the room and smash yeah. for no reason and people are like ah. Oh. But we've all got one incident where it felt like that happened in our head, so that when we hear someone else tell that story, you go, oh. And that makes that memory well, even more powerful. If yeah. there are poltergeists, there aren't many of them, basically. Yeah. I love the idea, though, that Amory Jewel is putting out there. The psychics are just walking around, and there's like poltergeists like, following them around. Like they don't know what to do with themselves. It's like, we'll follow this psychic then, won't we? And then if you go into a house, well, that's where I live now. Like that fucking... I think the, the poltergeists are probably in cahoots with the psychic getting through business, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you follow me, love. You stay here, after I leave, you stay here, you fucking haunt the shit out of them. It's I'll come back in a month, spit the money. Well, it comes to a little, like, Gemma is obviously worried. Nikita Jones, she stops everything. Gem, don't freak out, hun. Missy with me, I see not a child, sees them, talks to them the lot, and cannot hurt her. But if it's freaking you out that much, just ask in a gentle, polite way for them to leave, as it scares you. So that's how you do a ghost. Every house I've been on so far has had a spirit in, in them. Oh, I God. see them. I speak to them. Some I like and feel safe with. Others I feel threatened by. The afterlife is no- <laughs> the afterlife is nothing to be scared of. Just worry about the living, hun. Kiss, kiss. 
fuck. No one oh, in God, that press. It was press. a nice bit of advice, but it was based on such fucking insanity. <laughs> no, no one in that thread popped up to say, Shut up, I don't Jen, think you stupid fucking idiot. Ghosts aren't real. Do you know about imaginary friends? Like, kids get imaginary <laughs> friends. Yeah, they all you know ghost the film Drop Dead Fred? It was yeah, like... Yeah, he was a ghost mate. No, no, no. That's not what I was about to say. Are <laughs> you saying Rick Mayall's dead and a ghost? No. I'm saying there was a film called Drop Dead Fred. It's mad, isn't it? I, I used to play... This is not the best confession in the world, but I used to play... Um, Monopoly against five other people, all were played by my, basically my imaginary friend. Ghost. Well, he could play Monopoly five times as fast as I could. <laughs> I had to roll the dice for him, and he made all the decisions in a way that ultimately favoured me. But uh, <laughs> ghosts can be kind, is what I'm saying. And good at Monopoly. Yeah, oh, I, I need to get on this list. That's so incredibly sweet. Play Monopoly with four imaginary, five imaginary friends. Well, I just thought. Do you remember doing this, or is this something that someone's? I do you? remember. I remember the table on which I did it. Oh. And I remember not wanting to do two player Monopoly because if that game says two to six players on the side of the box, I'm assuming that six is optimal. Is best. Yeah. yeah. But no, no, it's really not. It's just it's horrible, it's snarled bollocks. It's like, yeah. and it's a terrible game. It's the worst board game in the world. In my head, like it's you, but cross-legged, but with your head on a child's body, just rolling the dice endlessly in your bedroom. Yeah, it's quite nice. Onto a onto a tin tray, just so my parents know that I'm on my own and playing, and the dice makes a really loud noise. He's still playing it. It's been seven hours. <laughs> Rolling. So when you die, that's the ghost you'll be. You hear that rattle upstairs? Yeah, yeah. It's always always six times. Like, <laughs> like in all those replies, at no point does anyone come in and just be like, like this is the thing. She is surrounded by idiots. Like she's surrounded by those people who are bringing up, helping her bring up her child. It's fucking terrifying. <laughs> Maybe we'll get them to come to the live podcast. Yeah, and just experience this conspiracy of madness. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we'll get her to come, then rig up loads of stuff that happens, like the lights flickering and stuff, and be like, oh shit, you brought it with you. <laughs> no! And then we could get Chloe, that doll I've got, the, the baby that came, and just swing it around the room. That doll of the baby who's leaking foam with the broken face. Yeah, if you haven't been to a reg- last regular features life, you missed out on that particularly wonderful monstrosity. Yes, that was... Um... Hell. Chloe will be back. Oh, she'll, she'll, she'll be at the third one, I'm sure. Chloe's amazing. She bought a ticket today. Yeah, she was the first on there. Yeah. Yeah, and if you, if, yeah, that's a very good reason to come to the next live show. See Chloe. See, see Chloe's at, in action. I can, I can already see the conversation with uh, my girlfriend. Be like, yeah, I mean, I thought it was, it was, it was great. Like, you were, you were really, really funny. It's not, it's baby though. Um, this baby that you were all pretending to fuck. <laughs> well, <the> well. <laughs> What's going on with that baby? What's the story with that baby? Um. It's a a foam-filled ghost. (laughs) (laughs) And now... And now it's time for my regular feature. That's not for good, is it? And now it's time for my regular feature, Walking Ears and I, and the two instants which gave me pause for thought. Hmm. Mm. It's one of those features. As, Where did you walk from? 
I walked from Kennington to your house in Norwood, which is a five mile That's five a mile walk. Mm. It's a decent walk. Yeah, it was a. It took me a long time because I was meandering and, and I kept popping into places for food. I had a Transformer snacks. I had a one pound eighty Southern Fried Chicken breast bapinoa from Sainsbury's. You're a fucking littlest hobo. <laughs> yeah, well, I, just, I just go into places, put my head in, and go, "What you got?" Because you said that you weren't ready for me. I bided my time in Norwood KFC with three of the most overcooked and juiciest mini fillets from KFC. How can overcooked and juiciest? Well, it's juicy with fat and the, the, the fibrousness <laughs> well, of the Matt. chicken collapsed in entirely the wrong way. You know, when you, if you're if you're chewing, if you're trying to split wood along the grain, yeah. it's like every bite was against the grain of this chicken, and I tried rotating it between my teeth and with my tongue. Didn't work. But there was there was nothing. I just had to keep chewing until it just dissipated and slipped down my neck wow. through automatic swallowing motions. You're not selling it to me. Our new sponsor, KFC. KFC. <laughs> Best digested by automatic swallowing motions. I've never been to that KFC. No matter how hungover I've been walking around um, West Norwood, I never thought, oh, I'm going to go in there. No, don't. Because there's a co-op, a Sainsbury's, and a Tesco. Yeah, but I would have been to the Sainsbury's for all that southern fried chicken in my... He was doing the tour, wasn't he? <laughs> I've, done it, I've done it all. There's a good fish shop. Hmm? Next time that I'm in the shower and you need to come in, go to that. Or like fish and chips or just like... No, like to buy like fresh fish from. I mean, you can't just eat that, can you? Well, you could be buying cockles. Fuck fish in all its forms. Cockles especially and whelks ultimately. If you eat whelks, if you're even going to suggest to me that whelks are acceptable, then fuck you. Oh. This podcast's over. Oh, dear Lord. Right. <laughs> Not a Welk fan. No. <laughs> More pertinently, are you Welk fans? I don't think so. Are you? No. Then we can continue with my feature. Two incidents happened on me in which I wondered what you'd do. I was walking down Brixton Road from sort of Kennington Way and a man overtook me and I glanced left and I thought, that hair reminds me of someone. It's wire hair and uh, mottled kind of not mottled is the wrong word um, the face was kind of scarred and I thought I know you from somewhere the bad guy from True Detective you are a, a, a Marvel villain no it was Chris Morris ah. Chris Morris overtook me and I, rec- I looked down saw his bag and I thought that's the bag of an eccentric you carry a leather satchel my mm. friend you are Chris Morris and now I'm walking behind you where was this? I mean, I don't, feel like, I don't think I'm invading Chris Morris's privacy when I say that he was within I, three miles of your house. But I, I, no, that's fine. I, I keep seeing people, though. I keep, like, the, I think the, the guy who presents the... You've pic- seen ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> Beyond the gem, she's fucking pissed off. Um, I keep seeing the guy who presents the Picture House podcast and a guy who writes for Shortlist on my bus. So, I mean, there's, like, a little media hub going on in West Norwood that nobody knows about. Uh, Definitely. What is it like? That's kind of, I mean, like, especially because Chris Morris is not somebody who's very seen very often. No, I, I've only seen him once before, and it was outside HMV on Oxford Street. Mm. And that was when he had a Soho office. And this is weird. This feels like I'm just a Chris Morris stalker, but there was two incidents ten years apart. Yeah. And the fact that when I started writing, the first thing that got me into writing for a living was writing, emailing this person who I didn't know he was to do TV Go Home. And I was there, would you like to use these spoof comedy listings I've done for your spoof TV website? Eventually, eventually, after maybe two or three emails, who when you have used those, you want to send some more. Uh, there, there. So I sent some more. And that was him. And it was yeah. I didn't know at the time, but I was writing for Charlie Brooker. Yeah. And um, 
the most proud moment I had was when at the bottom of one of those TV Go Homes, it says, with, in, with additional material by Log and Sid Peach and Peter Bainham. And Sid Peach is Chris Morris as pen name. So... You, you should have... Oh, you definitely didn't say this to him. You're too much of a nice person to say, hey, Chris, by the Chris, way... Chris, remember, remember, remember me at the bottom of a JPEG in the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> me and you at the bottom of a JPEG, you know. Yeah, we, we've worked together. We really have worked together, Chris. I'm not... Being a cunt, I just want to touch <laughs> you. Contemporaries, you might say, Chris. Yes, yeah, exactly. We were both at the height of our powers. And I remember at the beginning of that episode of the day to day where you cut to you fucking a world woman from behind and it looked like you had a nice body, Chris. Is it still there? You should have said to her, Oh, Chris, just started. Oh, Chris, remember the good old days? <laughs> <laughs> when the internet was full of hope, the 90s, the heyday of the internet. I'm guessing you didn't do that. Now, what I did was note how quickly he walked as his bum disappeared from me, and I was like, I can't even be asked to keep up with you. I've heard he is a frighteningly intelligent and quite strange man. That's what I've heard. I've heard he's like somebody who is, who is I knew. very difficult to keep up with, but like you can just tell he's got this sort of... Oh, I absolutely knew that yeah. I wouldn't know the first word to say. I'm not very good with people I'm impressed by, which is why I've managed to keep up this podcast for so long. <laughs> oh. I saw that coming. But yeah, it's yeah, yeah. <laughs> you walked away quickly, but I just want to know what you'd have done in that situation because like, I feel like it was not, not an opportunity. Of course it's not an opportunity. I just wanted to say something like, thanks. Thanks, Chris. What are you working on? Yeah. Um, I'm, I was... What's in your satchel, Chris? I saw Amanda Yanucci in the, you know, in Balcom Street, the, on the corner in that little Gino's place outside oh, really? Malcolm Station. I saw him sitting down in there. Oh, man. And he, and he was like furiously tapping away on, on a laptop. And I, I was waiting for my sandwich and I just thought, like, I really want to say that. Oh, the chances are he's there because he's, the train's been cancelled or something and he's like, fuck, I'll go and sit in that cafe because yeah. the there's probably like... Write some veeps. I think, I think there's like, yeah, there's some times where it's okay to sit, like... It depends very much on the circumstances. Yeah. I mean, with, with knowing what I know about Chris Morris from people who've met him, I think I just don't have any circumstance at which I go and say anything to him. No, absolutely. Because I think I think it's that knowledge of what a formidable character he yeah, is. And yeah. like, I mean, I've heard just that from somebody who, yeah. And just listening to things like Why Bother, where him and Peter Cook, two formidable personalities, both equally intimidating. Yeah. Interacting, you just go. No, I, I have yeah, nothing. I, I have no job on this world interacting yeah. with you, and that's why I just stared at his bum disappearing <laughs> away from me. That's entirely fair. To, to the point where I, I just sat down because it felt like I was staring at him too much and yeah. thought, let him disappear. But if I saw Amanda and he wasn't really busy. I'd, yeah. I'd love to just say you're awesome, like just because so much of his stuff has been so formative for me. But yeah, yeah the Amanda the, and show. I still think it's the best thing. The Amanda and show is just, I, it's just so good. Maybe the one thing I've asked is, Chris, is David Schneider just a big gobshite bollocks? Should have said, Chris, what are you up to on the twenty first of June? Cause oh, I, I hear I've you. got a little podcast thing that you come to. Like, if I had a if I had a business card, I would have slipped it into his nice big satchel. Oh yeah, you could have done that. And I was doing that, flicking them one after the other, hoping it would go into one of my many pockets. <laughs> the ones that won't get close. I've met some people who were like genuine heroes of mine, and I remember when I was like 
when I first moved to London, um, my girlfriend at the time worked for Jules Holland, so through that... I was going to say, I saw Jules Holland on a flight, and it was too early in the morning, and I thought I wanted to say, but I thought... Oh, he's not. But th- through that, I met um, Lars the drummer from Metallica, and I used to be a massive Metallica nerd, and I spoke to him, had a photo taken with him, and I didn't sleep for about four days afterwards, because I was just like, oh, you should have said this. Oh, that's what you should have said. Oh, and I didn't, I genuinely didn't sleep for four days afterwards, and I was like... And I was like, it yeah. would have been easier not me, you know? Because I would be sleeping right now. Um, <laughs> that is the lamest story. It's I've not lame. It's nice. So lame. So yeah. lame. Who, who would you? Who would you I didn't like... sleep for four days because I. And in the end, I decided it would have been better never me. Yeah. yeah, I think. Wow, that's true. you never struck me as a loser. loser. <laughs> 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 yeah. No, but there are some people that you meet and you just go, oh god, like. I can't think of. No. I, I won't lose any sleep over Chris Morris because I know I made the right decision, and I'm glad yeah. you both said. The same thing. Oh, no, I'd be you would, yeah, you wouldn't. You wouldn't talk to him. No, on the street. No. You just say. You just wait for him to make the next thing that you can watch. I mean, having been told <laughs> by somebody I found terrifying that he's terrifying, I'm like, no, that's that's too much terror for me. Mm. Fuck that. Yeah, not worth, it's not worth it. Yeah, no, some, some, some people are just too smart. Mm. And the second thing that happened to me that I want to know whether I did the right thing or not was I popped into CEX to see how um, I don't know how much Xbox One games cost in case I want to sell my fucking (laughs) (laughs) promotional copies of Xbox One games that I'm never going to play. And this is CX in Brixton as well, isn't it? It was the CX in Brixton, yeah. That's a fucking dark place as well, that is. It's not very nice. Like, every time I go in there, there's some dodgy shit going on at the counter. It's a CX, isn't it? But I'm not... It's not really a joke. There was a... (laughs) (laughs) I was like, women, eh? But I'm not... Uh, no, this one was, um, I looked around, nothing interesting or particularly boring going on in there. Mm. But as I tried to go out, I got whispered over by a kid with a really long skateboard. And he said, he just offered me two games and said, can you buy me these? And it was like... What did he uh, say? Oi, mister. Can you, can you give me these? So I've got the money. And it, oi, 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 mister. Oi, oi. Oi, son. No, no, that's what you said. Oi, 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 you fucking aged prick with your grey beard. Oh, you little <laughs> Do this for me or I'll fucking skin you. Now, he was quite polite and very kind of nervous, and that's what won me over. Yeah. <laughs> what? Because, his weakness. Yeah, his, his, well, just the fact that he'd, he was like I would be in that situation, okay, sort right, of yeah. clearly mortified, but clearly wanting something. Yeah. I, that I spent a lot of time outside off licenses as a 14, 15 year old yeah, until I finally looked old enough to get in there. Yeah. And that's when I became the one that got the boost for all of our mates and then yeah. we go up the park. And so that was ultimately on my mind when I, th- when he first tried to put them into my hand with the five pound note, mm. I felt that is the most incriminating gesture ever. Yeah. Put, no, I'm not doing that. And then he just went back to his place where he was looking a bit morose and then I saw his friend outside looking at him and they were exchanging glances so I walked around pretending to look at the Playstation 2 thing I said just put them back on the shelf and that's when he thought I was telling him off because I just said no I'm not doing that and he just thought I was like saying do it get out what I was trying to say was put put him on the shelf 
so I can buy them for you. Uh, See, what? now this is like Ocean's Eleven. Yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is a plan that you've yeah, done now. Like, yeah. See the blueprints coming out on the screen. Yeah. I need plausible deniability. I yeah. need you to put them down and me to go, yeah. oh my God, it's 50 cent. And the Getaway Black Monday, two of the games <laughs> I've always wanted to. Play. Yeah, yeah. This will fill up my weekend. I like. I love the like, just a little, little misunderstanding. Them like put them back on the shelf, and he's like, oh, this again. It's like no, put them back on the shelf. Wink, wink. And then he, him looking at his friend going, oh, 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 yeah. his mum runs in and says, why are you winking at my son? <laughs> yeah. you get locked up overnight. <laughs> and that's the point when I thought when I picked up the games off the shelf and went to buy them, I thought, oh, what the fuck? If he's already gone to the counter to try and buy these, oh. I'm gonna, they're gonna say, are you buying it for that kid over there with the skateboard who's staring at you? Yeah, not in Brixton CX, man. I don't think they fucking give a shit. Yeah, fair, well, fair play. <laughs> I mean, he did seem nervous enough that he wouldn't have tried. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, and, he, and the fact he was hanging around the shop with them if he'd tried to buy them, he wouldn't, whatever. This is all the paranoia of a man trying to break the law on behalf of a teenager he doesn't even know. So this is what you've been doing since you left Future. (laughs) (laughs) This is what you mean when I, when I call you up, what are you up to? Freelancing. This is not freelancing, mate. That's it. Yesterday, I sent my blood to Anthony Nolan in an attempt to save a life. Today, I'm trying to get teenage white kids to play the 50 cent game. Just think of Which one though? The, the, oh, it's not, not, the it's not Blood on the Sand. Oh, Blood on the Sand is a good one. Yeah. Blood on the Sand is good, but, but the one before is just But that's, that was my... That was, that was my good little thing at the end. I said, you want to play Blood on the Sand, mate? <laughs> yeah. But um, anyway, so I went in, bought them, and then... So I got to the counter, bought them, it was a long process because it was like... Oh, I think it was yeah. Blood on the Set, no, it was Bulletproof, mm. had um, a sticker on the front for Little Mermaid. Oh. So I thought at that stage, this cunt's been swapping price tags around and I'm going to get done for it. Oh, oh man. That's awesome. I, I generally, like, because today is the day all the Wolfenstein reviews come out, it would have been fucking incredible if you, ha- if you were buying him Wolfenstein <laughs> and, your, and your box quote is on the box. It's like your name's on the box and you're buying it for it. That would have been amazing. But no, 50 cents. That was it, yeah. And by the well, way, Wolf, I mentioned Wolfenstein earlier. Wolfenstein's really good. You can tell Paul he's wrong. Well, I bought it today and I'm going to play it. And so I'll, yeah. t- I'll tell one of you myself. Yes. Yeah, so, <laughs> so um, yeah, after that, I've, he was still waiting inside the shop, staring from me to his friend. And I came out, they put it into a brown paper bag, which seemed like the most suitably seedy receptacle. I walked out past him. And he was, I thought, like, what to say? What do you say to him? Like, come outside. He said, just come outside. Come here, come on. Come on, come on, come on, on your knees. I'm gonna think you. No, that's just inappropriate. What? And I, so <laughs> when we got outside, I was like, just keep walking. I don't <clears> want to be outside the shop. They don't want to. Don't make it obvious. I don't know. I'm kind of, I'm kind of a big deal in the games industry, or at least I used to be before I gave it all up to sell booze to cunts in the Midlands. Um, well, also, it's just basic level. Like you've got to learn that shit. Isn't <laughs> yeah. Also, I'm not a big deal in the games. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, I'm, I'm saying all of that as factual, personally. Yeah. Just come on. Like, if you yeah. want to do this shit, you've got to get down with it. If you want to be, a, if you want to be a roller, yeah. If you want to be a big roly baller. 
You've got to so follow me so with the Ronnie Boards. Outside the same shop front, we did the subterfuge. Oh. So we got past there. That's when I handed the bag over and said, I'm not taking your money. Just enjoy the games, kids. Oh. <laughs> so I, I'm, I, but the only reason I did that was because it was only 250 for both games and I thought the second I handed money over, I'd be getting handcuffs slapped <laughs> on me. <laughs> And I had a, a genuine thing. It's not a crime if you don't charge for it. And I don't even know if it is a crime anyway. Mate, but what's <laughs> happened now is you're just buying <laughs> gifts, gifts for kids. <laughs> Do you see that? Yeah, how cool is that? <laughs> <laughs> Gift for kids in Brixton and making them follow you around the corner of shops to give it to them. Yeah, so it's called I mean, fuck special like. effect. That is a bollocks charity. <laughs> I am the only valid gaming charity. You've only been out of work for three days, and this is how you're <laughs> throwing 50 cent games at teenagers. And this is how you choose to fill your days. <laughs> what? <laughs> just from an outside perspective, this is what people are going to look at. I think he's, this is why he's sharing this, is just so when the police catch up with him, he's got some sort of like. This is a alibi. This is a dated record of my account of this event. <laughs> <laughs> just to make it look legit, yeah. Oh, also a confession. It's also a confession. Yeah. <laughs> the amount of times that I've heard confessions on this fucking podcast. Some from me. Yeah, that's fine. You, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I'm not sure if I would have done it or not, purely because I, 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 I'm a snob when it comes to games, and I think if, if people wanted me to buy them really shit games, I wouldn't buy them really shit games. If I had a kid coming over and being like, wanting a game that was, was maybe not quite age-sensitive for them, but was a really good game, I'd probably do it. You've got to get rid of... You've got to let them play the shit game so they can yeah. get more discernment. I suppose it's only a five up for two, and it's like... You've got... Yeah, well, it was £2.50 for two. And they didn't oh, even fucking oh, pay for fine. it. Like, in oh, fact... that's nothing. Like, that's fucking... They, they could have... They probably went on to spend that money on, I don't know, Mad Dog 2020. <laughs> Whatever they <laughs> yes. drink these days. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we used to get people to buy from the office license <laughs> yeah, for us. That's, that's awesome. Um, but the thing is, though, like, I was about to say, like, when you said... Oh, when you said kids have to play shit games but like I remember like begging my mum to buy me Eternal Champions on the Mega Drive and she was like she was like are you sure this is 40 quid now like are you sure I'd rather you fucking this? spending one quid on that yeah, than spending exactly, 40 yeah. fucking quid on the Amazing Spider-Man 2 which exactly. is probably less fucking entertaining than either of those two games at least it'll probably be tits in the 50 cent game I don't know. You could probably wank to that. I would wank to that. If I, I could wank to it now. <laughs> <laughs> Let's find out. As long as all the women want to close up. <laughs> Your imagination provides the mega textures that the yeah. intertech engine could only dream of. It's PS2 software. We were back in proper triangle titland. Good times. Bad times. Good times. Can't go back. Um, oh. I think no, I think I, think, I, I, I like so, I like what you've done because it made me laugh. <laughs> I think, so I think giving them the back down, yeah, yeah. Giving them the games for free at the end was a ni- the nice touch. Otherwise, it would be buying shit. It would feel a bit weirdly seedy and like buying shit games for kids. I think he's made it more seedy by paying for. Ah no, I think yeah, I think it's nice. I think no, it's like I, I think it made it. And I think actually, <laughs> what would be the best thing if it if he'd given me the five quid? And I paid the two pound fifty for the games, and said, it. "You're not getting the change, mate. Fuck you." Yeah. <laughs> or give them, get, say, you know, yeah. and then just walk off with the games, going, "Ah, you fucking ah. <laughs> I'm gonna go home and play fifty cent. Nothing you can do about it because I'm an adult." <laughs> no, 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 no. Just snap the disc, snap yeah. one disc in front of them, and then just press my bell end against the other one, saying, "That's probably too smeared to play now because <laughs> I've got a very mucky dick." <laughs> 
I think the most valuable thing to come out of this, though, actually, probably, on a serious note, is that you've probably instilled in that kid uh, a small sense of, of how to kind of have basic subtlety and subterfuge. Because, uh, yeah, they obviously, obviously had no fucking idea. And he was utter, clearly utterly amused by your process of putting them back on the shelf and then following me outside, not here, that, down away a bit. Yeah. It means from now on, when he, when he gets to the age where he needs to do shit like getting booze and stuff, he'll be able to do that a bit. I, I think you start him on a fucking Tony, uh, yeah, Tony Soprano way. Like, he's going to be dead. Cool. I, mean, I, just I just don't know how Starfish. differently he could have played that event me. Because, I mean, I had to take that role of put them there. Because he couldn't have come up to me and said... I, I've um, put two little labels on two games I want you to buy for me. There's £2.50. There's also a fiver in an envelope in the camera lens rack. This is your mission. If you choose to accept it, you can keep the £2.50 change. <laughs> I'll be around the corner by KFC. <laughs> he would have told you all of this by telegram, which would be delivered yeah. to the exact spot at the exact time. <laughs> so yeah, it made, basically it just made me feel like a grown-up compared to a 14-year-old. And that is, if that's how I get my kicks at my age, I need to fucking look at myself. <laughs> And that was episode 91 <laughs> of Regular Features. That's a good point. Is Remember, we have a live one. Yeah, we've only mentioned that about four times this episode. Regularfeatures.eventbrite.com. So. Just come to it. It'll be fun. Um, we'll be there. Yeah. <laughs> I fucking hope we're there. Bye. That's the least that they're going yeah, for, really. Know, right? Us being there. Yeah, we'll be there. We'll be there. Bye. Yeah, we'll Bye bye boy. Bye bye.